Hello there. This is Eric Stenrod from Dwayne Morris, joined by my colleague at Quarterly, Jonathan Armstrong. We're bringing you your most recent Tech Law 10. This is podcast 202, Going Strong. Jonathan, I'm thinking that you've been studying the Information Commissioner's Annual Report, and you had some thoughts to share, so please do. Yes, I did, Eric, and I really am that predictable. But, um, yeah, we've, uh, it's that time of year again. So every year, as is common with annual reports, the Information Commissioner, the UK's data protection regulator, issues an annual report. And this time it's the first report from Elizabeth Denham, the new commissioner who was uh, appointed last year. And avid listeners will recall that she was recruited from Canada to spearhead the UK's new uh, UK data protection efforts in light of the new general data protection regulation on GDPR, which is dominating the mind of many at the moment. And one of the things that we get asked frequently is, will GDPR be enforced? And my own view is, of course, that's very likely indeed. And we've seen an uptick in enforcement throughout the EU as regulators get tougher, ready for these new powers they have under GDPR. And at the same time, the report shows us that the public's concern about privacy and the public's willingness to complain to privacy regulators is increasing. Complaints were up 12% in the last year. Now the ICO deals with the law in, a, uh, in, in three areas mainly freedom of information, which we won't really discuss, but let's chat a little bit about data protection, uh, and I'm including in that the right to be forgotten, and uh, PICA, and I'll explain what PICA is in a minute. So, um, first of all, the ICO has issued 16 monetary penalties in the last year, so that's sort of like fines. The largest fine was £400,000, which was imposed on Talk Talk. The 16 fines together total some 1.6 million sterling, and there were 21 criminal convictions, including six of company directors for failing to register their companies with the, uh, with the authorities. But it's important to remember that fines weren't the only game in town. And I think sometimes when people are talking about GDPR, they're too focused on fines there's much more to enforcement than that. And as a hint of what's possibly uh, to come next year, the ICO conducted 35 audits. It did uh, 22 information risk reviews, conducted 23 follow-up audits, and had 58 advisory visits. Now, that's a pretty big number because currently these powers really only apply to health sector organizations that are in public ownership and public authorities. So when these powers are extended to private corporations, including, as we know, U.S. corporations, then those numbers, I think, are likely to increase specifically. And the ICO gets a whole range of new powers to do things like inspections and visits and dawn raids and audits and we're likely to see those powers exercised, I think. We've also talked on these calls before about the right to be forgotten and the Google case that started that. Now, remember that the right to be forgotten is 
beefed up and, and reintroduced, if you like, or introduced as a statutory right under GDPR. Currently, we have a common law right to be forgotten because of this uh, case in Spain a couple of years ago. But already the ICO has been asked to intervene in 300 rights to be forgotten cases last year, which is a pretty high number given that the statutory right doesn't yet exist. So again, from May next year when GDPR comes in, expect more of this. And then uh, uh, one other area where the ICO has been very active is in what's called uh, PICA investigations. So this is a little bit similar to the CAN-SPAM legislation in the U.S., people who send email uh, campaigns that they shouldn't have. And there were a number of PICA investigations last year with fines of £2 million. And remember, the PICA is set to be replaced uh, in 2018 as well. And then finally, one thing to say is we've talked before about subject access requests. So these are requests that individuals can make under data privacy legislation to say, give me the data that you have on me. 42% of complaints to the ICO are about subject access. Again, tougher laws under GDPR. I think subject access requests can be used almost like DDoS attacks to uh, make sure that organizations suffer pain when, for example, a pressure group doesn't like what that organization is doing. So for most businesses, that means that they are going to really have to invest in their SAR procedures to make sure that they're really good at, uh, at that and, uh, and good at getting those systems and processes in place to reduce the burden on them. So that's a, a whistle-stop tour in a, of a year's activity for the ICO. I think it's been a very active year, and I think it really does uh, you know, put down, hopefully once and for all, this myth that's been going around that GDPR won't be enforced. Existing law is being forced, enforced. There's no reason, it seems to me, at all to think that a tougher law will be enforced less. The ICA has loads of new powers come next year, so people, I think, better make sure that they're ready for those changes in, in May 2018. Very good, Jonathan, and excellent. An excellent synthesis of, of the report, and I must say, uh, it's it's impressive, and it seems to me, um, from what you described, that Ms. Denham is really, uh, you know, off to a good start in getting the job done. Uh, if you're somebody who believes in GDPR enforcement, is that correct? I think so. I think she's got a lot of fans here. I mean, obviously, she's almost a professional data privacy regulator, and in the past, sometimes we've had people who were regulators first and data protection people second and I think uh, I think Ms. Denham's made it her her mission if you like to uh, to enforce data privacy she's a track record of doing that in Canada she's also somebody who's very much into international cooperation as well and I think that's another change at the ICO obviously we don't mention the Brexit word but that means that the ICO <laughs> has to be more uh, right. um, uh, wider facing and she's recruited a former diplomat to head the international uh, outfit. She's already been a fan of wider cooperation with bodies like the FTC in, in the U.S. from her time in Canada mm -hmm. and uh, their involvement in a, in a body called G10, which is a global policy enforcement network. So right. uh, as well as this domestic activity, 
we've certainly seen an uptick in international activity as well. And I think that's an, another hallmark of the new regime. Right. So if one is a fan of GDPR enforcement, it looks like uh, the, the job is getting done and will continue to be on the flip side uh, for those who are subject to potential enforcement. Uh, you know, this is probably uh, uh, an indication that, you know, steps should be taken to make sure uh, of compliance uh, so that you're not subject to potential uh, monetary penalties, criminal conviction, audit, uh, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned the FTC here. Of course, you know, our FTC uh, has been active for quite some time. Um, you know, there have been uh, certain uh, penalties with respect to enforcement, but it seems like, uh, at least to me over here, uh, when it becomes, you know, when, you, when it comes to severe monetary repercussions, a lot of times that's a, as a result of uh, civil litigation, uh, either by enforcement of uh, state attorney generals or class actions and that type of thing. But that's a subject for another time. Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing uh, the results from this Information Commission support, the annual report. This has been your weekly Tech Law 10, number 202. I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. You can find me at ejsinrod at duanemorris.com. You can find our podcast at all the usual social media outlets. Please continue to suggest ideas for future podcasts. And Jonathan, why don't you please wrap it up? Thank you again for your contribution. Well, thanks very much, Eric. I'm Jonathan Armstrong, jonathan.armstrong at corbycompliance.com. We've also got a LinkedIn page where we'll post this and welcome the discussion, as Eric says. We welcome future topics, and we look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you.